Hey folks, it's Todd Dills back with another edition of the Overdrive Radio Podcast. This one featuring an expansive discussion I had with longtime professional driver Tom Kirk about quite a lot, but chiefly his involvement in the relatively new TNC radio streaming station, gearing itself to speak directly to individuals at the intersection between pro four-wheeled drivers and all of you, professional truck owner, operators, and drivers. Kirk's gotten involved interviewing guests and contributing in various ways after a decade and a half plus of a trucking career, all of his as a company driver. He's still hauling uh, to this day, as he tells in the beginning portion of today's podcast. He spent 14 years with Stevens Transport before, in recent years, moving over in a team operation to IBI, Secured Transport. Here's a message from him to any teams out there about that operation. We're always looking for a few good teams. TNC is live today with 24-7 programming at tncradio.live. That's T as in Tom, N as in Nancy, C, radio, dot L-I-V-E. Easily accessible via your smartphone for listening on the road. And stay tuned for more about it all from Kirk. Likewise, a bit of a public service announcement from us at Overdrive and the readership that's directed to everybody's four-wheeled friends out there about sharing the road at the very end. Before I hand it off to Kirk for an intro to the man's history in trucking, and so much more, here's a quick word from Overdrive Radio's sponsors. FirstGuard provides commercial truck insurance to leased owner-operators done right. As we've done for more than 80 years, we provide physical damage and non-trucking. Many companies make you pay up to six months of insurance premiums up front, but not FirstGuard. We bill monthly, so you get quality insurance without needing to pay a lot of cash up front. Go to FirstGuard.com. That's 1-S-T-Guard.com. FirstGuard. We speak trucker. Let's talk. Synchrony Car Care is a robust program built for your business and your customers. We offer drivers a way to pay for the services and parts they need today, but there's so much more to Synchrony Car Care. We treat your customers as an extension of your brand, and we don't take it lightly. We're committed to a simple application and fair terms. Let us help drive traffic and drive success for your business. You can find them at synchronybusiness.com slash car care. Actually, just over 16 years ago, I was working retail at Radio Shack, and we had one of those special customers come in, and, you know, he he was one of the ones that just couldn't kind of take a joke, didn't want to listen to what was being told, and was going to get me fired and everything else, was getting more and more belligerent. And I'd worked retail about 10 years, was actually getting ready to have some heel spur surgery, and I was just hurting real bad that day, and it just finally got to the point where I slammed my keys down on the counter because if I didn't walk out the door quitting, it was going to be a case of me putting him through a plate glass window. (laughs) And, you know, so I I took a break, did some odd jobs for a little bit and had looked into trucking a couple of times. And um, it got to a point where I knew I needed to do a little bit better. So I ended up going to a local trucking school, got some information from them and started their program. And actually, because of a uh, workers' comp injury I had while at Radio Shack, I actually qualified for a PH opera training program, got into um, trucking that, that way where I didn't have to pay you know, anything and things like that, okay. and started dri- driving, I think it was October 26th or 28th. I always mix the date up, 
because one of them was my higher date for Radio Shack, and my other day, the other one was the higher date for uh, Stevens Transport. Drove there for about 14 and a half years, and towards the end there, the fit wasn't as good. They had lost yeah. a lot of the, the small company feel uh, that they had. And it was it a bad company? No, but but I just wasn't happy to be there anymore. And I've been looking for some other options. And IBI that Idello works for her and I had talked. An opening came up up there, and I'm like, you know what? This makes sense for me to, to go and do something different. And oh, talk about a change! I went from a solo company position to a team position, mm-hmm. uh, an entirely different style of management where you know like a lot of big companies stevens i don't want to say micromanage you because compared to some of the big companies they don't but but compared to what we are here they micromanage you i mean here you pretty much pick your own routes pick your fuel stops they tell you this is what we need you to do this week get it done make it happen and beyond that you know, it's up to you to be responsible enough to make it happen. So it, it takes a lot of getting used to not having to check with the boss for every little step like you did at a big company. So, okay, okay, I did this. I'm doing this now. And here it's just like you go from A to B to C. You do your – as long as you do your job, that's what they care about. And, yeah. and that's really kind of a nice thing. And it's it's a sm- it's got some of the larger company benefits, but we have maybe about somewhere between ten and twenty trucks total between the different divisions, and so it is a small company. Yeah. But it just it, for me, it's a lot better. It's a lot better fit. You guys aren't in a system where you're um, you know planning your loads and things of that nature, right? No, they yeah. go and do it. Uh, because mainly, well, I mean, we plan in the sense that we do the yeah, trip planning yeah, and yeah, figure out yeah. how to get from A to B. But there, you're but not, they, you're not they, selecting your own loads. No, I, I mean, well, a lot of our stuff is contract, you know, contract yeah. freight. So, that, you know, they haven't figured out and kind of set us up. But as a rule of thumb, like on a Thursday, Friday, you've got a clue what you're going to do for the next week. Yeah. So it works real well that way, and they keep they keep us as busy as you want. So you know right. it's one of these things. I I joke that I work about half as hard as I did at a big company. I make close to twice the amount of money. Yeah, well. So is it uh, is it a mileage uh, based plan or something else in it, terms of? It, 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 it is a mileage based pay, and then we get hourly for certain tasks or flat fees for certain tasks. Right. Uh, I'm not going to say we get paid for every single thing that we do, but we get paid for a huge chunk of it. Uh, so, you know, th- this is one of the companies that, you know, for me, I'm real happy here. You know, Idella, who used to be an owner operator. Kirk has mentioned her twice now. Regular readers will recognize just whom he's talking about in Idella Marie Hansen, longtime hauler who's been featured in various ways in past coverage, including a memorable interview featured in Episode 7 of our Over the Road podcast co-production with PRX's Radiotopia. Hansen was among long-haul Paul Marhofer's Hall, that's H-A-U-L, Hall of Fame in that episode. She often says, I'd never go back to owner-operating after coming here. Wow. The benefits for how hard I have to work for what I get paid. 
I, I want to go back to it. And, and like I said, you know, for what we do, almost anything that you need for the truck, they they reimburse you for. Uh, you don't have to go and ask for permission if you want to stay stay in a hotel. Right. You know that kind of stuff they, they you know they've got their their basic policies and like i said it's a team operation so yeah. one of the reasons i'll be honest i do work half as hard is like i got someone else in the truck but that said even on the days when i am working you know every day it it doesn't feel as hard work as it did sometimes at stevens so yeah. uh or other companies and, and i'm not saying stevens was a bad company it just was I don't know if it was I had changed or they had changed right. so much, but right. it was just one of those things where I had reached a point in my driving career where it was a starter company. And I just, I, I wanted to grow and my growth there was limited. Yeah. It, you know, here, uh, yeah, there is, a, depending on what you call growth, yeah, it might be limited for some people, but it's different every day. There's a lot of new challenges here. I like it, you know, yep. 10, 20 years, I might change my mind, but, but for now I'm pretty happy here. You know, if somebody's looking for teamwork, this is not a bad company to look at. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying it's right for everybody, but it's, it's definitely not a bad company. If someone wants team freight, we're always, we're always looking for teams for good okay. teams. Wow. Uh, you know, occasionally there are single driver openings, but they're rare. But when they do happen, it's a matter of being in the right place at the right time. Right. Uh, they, they don't like doing team matching because they are such a small company. It, get, it gets into a whole bunch of problems when they try to do that. Yeah. They prefer you find your own partner and bring your own team yeah. in, teammate yeah. in. But, but yeah, as, as long as you meet all their criteria, they're, they're always looking they're always we're always looking for a few good teams yeah. and yes i know that's cliche but that's really <laughs> the truth we were going to talk about um your your side pursuit which is a somewhat recent development i know because uh because uh just a couple of weeks ago you interviewed me so um it's for the uh for the tnc radio uh, dot live um internet web internet radio station that is um I guess not um, 100% entirely, but uh, mostly uh, built for the express purpose of, of getting information and entertainment out to uh, folks that are on the road and specifically professional drivers. Uh, you have a show on there. Tell me about how, how it came to be, what it's called, and when uh, folks can hear it. Well, it, it, it start well, first of all, they can listen to it 24 hours a day. Um, it, 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 this is a, a, a real radio station that plays music, traffic, information, news, various programming throughout the day. But it got originally started um, in July. I want to say it was July 1st of 2019. What a time to start a radio station in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, <laughs> 2020 was, was it last year uh yeah 2020 so okay. that we just celebrated our one year anniversary just okay. over a month ago as will be probably obvious to the attentive listener kirk and i were speaking in august almost two months back now and originally one of their focuses was going to be on transportation uh, this transportation network channel and they were going to do a heavier focus on on lyft and uber 
ride share delivery type things hmm. and the pandemic obviously the, the uber and lyft drivers with the pandemic you know they weren't out on the road so the station was trying to figure out you know who's out here we want to get this station up and running but they noticed during the pandemic that truckers were out there needing information looking for resources on uh on news information you know where they could find food this you know anything that really pertains to drivers so they they made a shift to be much more focused on the trucking side and they still did some they still did and do some stuff for Lyft and Uber drivers because one of the things that I have noticed over the last well really off and on through the last several years of my driving career is how many times when I go to a truck stop in a Lyft or Uber how many times I'm being asked by a Lyft and Uber driver how do I become a truck driver sure. or I used to be a truck driver or something mm-hmm. like that so there's okay. a really close connection between the two yeah, I get into those conversations with uh, Lyft drivers as well, just uh, locally here. Just, just you know, somebody asks you what you do, and you know, I say I work for Overdrive, and they're like, "What's that?" It's trucking magazines. And then, and then the questions begin. And so, um, being kind of the resident trucking expert, you know, I I'm asked sometimes to go on interviews with people from the station with Uber Lyft driver podcasts and talk about trucking and things like yeah. that, and. You know, other times I, you know, on some of our programming, I'll ask questions that every driver wants to know, like, you know, is there a etiquette on, you know, what you should do or shouldn't do in the car? You know, things that to some people who use it all the time may be common sense, but, uh, you know, somebody who only uses it on a rare occasion, you know, uh, because, you know, trucks are our homes. So these car, and we always want people to respect our trucks. So yeah. by the same token, these Lyft and Uber drivers' cars are their business. So it's kind of like, hey, I want people to respect my place of employment slash home. I want to give them the same courtesy. So, you know, we have some really interesting conversations. And yeah. how I got involved with the station was last fall when Truckers Christmas Group uh, was doing some of their fundraisers. They had reached out to me to learn more about us and do some interviews. And I did a few interviews about Truckers Christmas Group with them, got to know Tom and Shelly, uh, two of the founding partners. And uh, about the time of the ice storm that hit Houston last year, Louisiana, mm-hmm. they had asked me, would you mind coming on just as some emergency fill-in help? We talk about winter driving and a few other things because we have a lot of people down south who know very little about it and you know whether they're car drivers or whatever because our audience base you know if you look at it we've got Lyft and Uber drivers we have regular people we have you know some some truck drivers bus drivers a couple train people you know we really do cover the gamut of let's say transportation in terms of listeners so they had me on and i helped out on that and a couple other things and and next thing i knew i got drug in to helping out on the morning evening and evening traffic and news shows uh they run from eight to ten central monday through friday and then four to six central of an evening monday through friday so i pretty much you know if i'm parked i may be looking up stories and things like that but if i'm going down the road we have other people to look up the stories and sometimes i'll get asked opinion and and you know me todd i don't have an opinion on anything yeah of course not (laughs) 
never have any opinions. But but so we had we've developed, I think, a pretty good morning and evening show where we look at yeah. some of the traffic around Houston, some of the traffic around the country. Uh, we try to keep drivers informed. I mean, one of the things I'm personally proud of is back when the um, I-40 bridge in Memphis had all of its issues. Yep. I was one of, I was monitoring some of the news out there that day because I was parked and all of a sudden on, on one of our commercial bikes, Tom, I says, we got breaking news coming from uh, Tennessee. And I told them what it was. Says, we, okay, we need to really focus on this. We brought in as a breaking news story and, you know, covered that. And over the next several weeks, I was able to reach out to one of the professors who had written some papers on how he thought this had happened out of the University of Memphis there, got made some great contacts with um, RDOT, their public information department. Yep. And we were able to do a different type of coverage. And let's say <clears throat> Overdrive and the other written publications did by bringing in some of these people where we could do late breaking news and certain things like that, or more in-depth interviews where yeah. we could ask questions. And, and in some cases we might get an email during an interview from somebody who is listening saying, Hey, I'd like to know the following. So we could kind of ask that question and things like that. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I, I, I'm very proud of the, of some of the coverage we were able to do on that. We've had some, you know, couple days where there's just been horrific traffic accidents where we've been able to try to keep drivers informed as to what's going on uh, and when you're done with a day like that yeah it's kind of stressful trying to keep up with everything but it, you know you're done at the end of the day going okay cool you know hopefully yeah. i made a driver's day a little brighter with some humor and we gave them a lot of information they needed and you know we've tried to do interviews in our different shows on Things that will interest drivers, like the the uh, Minneapolis truck parking problem with with the city right. council. We've had the Minnesota Trucking Association on. We'll do some stuff like that, and then we do a lot of humor. So, like some days on those morning and evening shows, particularly if it's a really slow day. You know, Thursdays have a tendency to be slow. Not exactly sure why, but they do. So we might do a little bit of trivia with some of the hosts on there, or guess that tune, or something like that. That's a little bit of fun. Uh, and I know it's always, I always find it hilarious when I'm listening in to the show because I'm working or on vacation or whatever. And I find myself yelling at the radio, what do you mean you don't know that? It's this. <laughs> so, I, so I'm sure, I'm sure we've got people doing that. And, you know, we're looking at growing the station. I, uh, sometime I know in late August to early mid-September, we have a whole bunch of new programs that we're bringing on to the afternoon and evening. You can take a look at that programming via the schedule page for the online network at tncradio.live slash schedule. Basically how the basic programming works now is, you know, we have our morning show, which starts about 8 a.m. and runs till 10. Yep. Uh, then we basically re-air the previous day's uh, landline now uh, podcast. Yep. Then we go into a bunch of other, some of the best trucking and uh, Uber Lyft podcasts that are out there uh, till around three o'clock in the afternoon. And it's interspersed with some music and comedy and things of that nature. And then around three o'clock, Shelly Johnson comes on with the Truckers Network radio show. And that's a show where she interviews people over about an hour. And sometimes I'll be more of an entertainment focus. You know, we've had John Schneider on, Lee Greenwood, Bill Weaver, Paul Mahoffer. Yep. Tony Justice, 
other times it may be more in, um, informational where we bring on experts, uh, maybe mental recall and business. Um, you know, not too long ago, we had an expert, a relationships expert who gave tips on if you're going through a divorce, some of the do's and don'ts so you can, you can keep your sanity and things of that nature. Um, and then we'll obviously do trucking topic themes where we may bring on different drivers to talk about different topics. So, so that shows really a great informational show, and that's three to four central. Then at four, we go into our back to the evening uh, show. Yeah, back to the evening show with the kind of live news updates and yeah. information and things of that. And then six is you know music and comedy and things like that. A little later in the evening. We uh, do some stuff with Dan Cilio for sports and a few other shows going up until midnight. And uh, I'd have to look at the programming schedule because I usually, because at that, I should have it all memorized. But I'll be honest, I don't. Uh, yeah. But I know we do some uh, radio programs, you know, uh, things like that. But I know coming up, like I said, late August, early mid September our evenings are going to change up quite a little bit with bringing in some more programming, uh, new shows. I'm working on one where I talk with people involved in trucking, um, much like the interview I did with you a couple of weeks ago, which we'll be, we'll be playing at some point in the future where, you know, how did you get involved in trucking? Why, you know, why you think it's interesting. And a lot of the conversation will be with drivers. Some of it is trying to, you know, preserve some of the memories of all the old truck stops and and, and memorable people who may no longer be with us, but also, pre, you know, getting information that's just useful for people to know. <laughs> the audio gremlins messed with our connection at this point in the conversation, but just for a brief moment, Tom Kirk was going into a bit of summation of a piece he'd planned around Uncle Pete's truck stop in Lebanon, Tennessee, east of Nashville here. Yeah, one of the things that a lot of drivers may not know, that small truck stop's still there. It still has pretty good food, and it's it's a unique place with his huge mug collection. You know, but unfortunately, last year, we, uh, trucking lost a wonderful person by the name of Phyllis, who had been a waitress there for years. And yeah. just, she was a phenomenal human being. A lot of drivers knew her and appreciated her. And that's some of what my show is going to be focused on, is trying to preserve some of these memories uh, that different drivers have the stories of the past, but also information that will go forward into the future. And you know, occasionally we may we may talk about different topics of a more serious nature and what sure. we can learn from them. So, and sometimes it'll be just me and one person talking. Sometimes it may be if I can get two or three on a topic and let them talk. I mean, the ultimate goal of my show, and I know no one, probably even you, won't believe this, Todd. My ultimate goal is for me to talk as little as possible during the show and listen to what they're saying. One of the things that I find interesting is asking people like yourself, you know, how did you get into get into covering trucking and why are you still here? Because right. sometimes I will I wonder why anyone would find us group of old curmudgeons interesting. <laughs> yeah, why why uh, why are you still here, Tom? That's what I want to know. <laughs> there's a there's a simple answer to that question i'm addicted to the diesel you really are. okay okay I, I, i'm like a lot of drivers and i think a lot of it comes down to this 
I've often thought about other things I can do. And people have often asked me, oh, you're, you're so smart or you're so this. Why aren't you doing marketing or why aren't you in, more involved in journalism or any one of another of other careers? And some of it is I don't have the patience to deal with idiots on a daily basis. Um <laughs> At least in trucking, if I have to deal with idiots too much, I can go inside my, my list, uh, depending on what the problem is. I can call my boss and go, hey, we have we have an issue here. You deal with it. You get paid for it. And 99% of the time when I deal with an idiot going down the road, I'm sure they think the same thing about me. I slow down a little bit. They're going to go ahead and down the road faster than I am. Speaking of being addicted to the diesel, what's the truck that you're in right now? Uh, we're in a Volvo VNL 760. One of the uh, pretty new one or recent recent model? Uh, two years old now. Two years old. So, okay. I, and basically I got it with and just a couple hundred miles on it, you know, whatever was needed to deliver it and get get the work that our company has ready for the drivers. Yep. So, so for, for so for practical purposes, I was I was the first driver driver to drive it. Is that a unit that you're familiar with? Um a model that you're familiar with from previous experience? This is the first Volvo I've ever driven. When I was at Stevens, I mostly was in Kenworth and, okay. and a single Cascadia. This, this is the, well, I shouldn't say that. When I first started this company, I was in a v, VNL 660. Okay. And then when, when um, I, we, we did some rejiggering of some teams around, I ended up in this particular truck and it, it's, a like i said extremely happy with it um I, i'm not a brand person in the yeah. sense that as long as the truck is reliable and makes me money i don't really care what it is as long as it's safe to drive and reasonably comfortable <clears throat> my biggest concern is is it reliable is it safe and will it make me money right. if it meets those criteria everything else is secondary the, how's the comfort compare uh, on on this one uh, to the previous models that you had driven? Um, let, to the to the Volvo 660, it's quite a little bit more comfortable. It's a slightly longer wheelbase, what rides uh -huh. better. But compared to the Kenworths, I would say they're reasonably comparable. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's to me, it's sometimes. When you don't, when you can't switch back and forth the truck a little bit, you kind of forget what the other one was like. Yep. Uh, the biggest complaint I have about the Volvo, they drive a little bit too much like a car. Hmm. Um, the way the steering and everything is set up, it's very responsive, which is good, but it's also very responsive, which is bad. So sometimes. <laughs> You almost forget, I mean, you don't forget you're driving a big truck in certain senses because of the scale of everything, but just the way it handles, you know, there, there's, you know, going down the road, sometimes it's a, the, the steering wheel is a little bit more car-like than I would prefer. Right. You know, the, the Kenworth, I think, required a little bit more input to the steering wheel than this truck does. I'm not saying a lot more. But, you know, it's just like a difference. And it's like a small uh, grade of, of a field. That's a, just a little bit. Different. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I mean, it's we're not talking a safety difference there, but right. I also know other people who swear they like the way these trucks handle better because it is more car like, right. um, hmm. you know, so, so it, I think a lot of it is on your personal preference and driving style. You know, I, I grew up 
working on a farm. So I, you know, I was used to things that then a half power steering some as a kid and things of that nature. So moving up to these trucks, it was, you know, luxury in comparison, you know, air ride and, and power steering and all this other stuff. And the school that I went to, we had some really, really old trucks that we learned on for backing and things like that. So I got wow. a taste of what like air assist was like and things of that nature on the steering right. where you where you had to work a little bit. So it did give you appreciation for this much better equipment. And I'm sure there's some people out there at Kenworth that are screaming, how could I ever say this? I'm not sure where I see that much of a difference in ride and handling at the end of the day, but between the like the new Kenworth 680 and uh, this VNL 760. You know, if I okay. go back to the days of the T2000, yeah, that was a, a lot more basic truck. I mean, I wrote decent and everything like that, yeah. but yeah, it was definitely basic. Uh, I do think the fit and finish on Kenworth is maybe a little bit better than Volvo. Okay. Uh, but, you know, once again, you're getting into the arguments of like, for people who remember, Mercury versus Ford. A little nuance, though, quite simple truck preferences discussion to finish it out with Tom Kirk there. Again, you can hear all the programming he talked about via tncradio.live. And earlier in the program, Tom mentioned the push and pull, the give and take and back and forth between Uber and Lyft drivers and Class 8 trucking professionals the TNC radio folks are hoping to facilitate. We'll close it out with a little bit of that ourselves here with that little PSA I mentioned up at the top. Part of the Channel 19 special series of many episodes originally produced with the Over the Road podcast team in 2020. This one features our own Overdrive Extra contributor, Gary Bucks with a little driver's ed about navigating around big trucks for our four-wheeled friends. At the opening, you'll hear another familiar voice too, yeah, that of none other than Tom Kirk, offering some perspective on the room trucks need to maneuver. Enjoy it, and feel free to share it around, of course, with your four-wheeled friends, if you didn't do so the first time it aired more than a year ago now. I'll drop a link to the standalone version in the show notes and the post that houses this podcast for October 1st, 2021. You can find it at overdriveonline.com slash overdrive hyphen radio. Here we go. Hey, it's Todd Dills again with Overdrive Magazine, here to answer your questions about trucking. My name is Carter Mize, calling from Denton, Texas, the home of the Peterbilt factory. And since we opened up the phone lines a few months back, we've heard from a lot of you wanting to know the same thing. How regular drivers can help truckers be more courteous on the highways so that we can all be more safe. How can cars and trucks coexist in the road? How can we be safer on the road together? You wanted to know what our trucking listeners appreciate. Rules of the road that you'd really appreciate we followed. And what really gets under their skin. Things that are annoying or maybe even dangerous for truckers. So we asked. I think the biggest thing I'd like people to understand about trucking is that truck drivers need room to maneuver. And well, everyone we talked to pretty much said the same thing. Just give them room. Don't cut in front of them and slam on your brakes. It takes a football field to stop a truck. You want to really want to pull in front of me and stop on a dime? So for this Channel 19 special, I guess you could say it's Driver's Ed Day, Highway Cutoff Edition. Yeah, this is exactly what I did this week uh, with uh, over 500 driver's ed students in Chicago. And we'll be in good hands. Meet your instructor. 
My name is Gary Books. Uh, I live in central Illinois, about 30 miles outside of Bloomington. I've known Gary for close to a decade at this point, but just a few years ago, I took a run in his truck with him from where I live in Nashville up to the northwest corner of Illinois. I'd already been writing about trucking for a while by then, but that trip, watching Gary in action and hearing his play-by-play commentary on the flow of vehicles around him, it fundamentally changed the way I drive on the highway. What really stuck with me is the importance of following distance. That is, the space you leave between yourself and the vehicle in front of you. Know your stopping distance and know that you need to be able to do it at a safe pace. From a highway speed, your car can stop pretty quickly, in just a few seconds. But for an 80,000-pound tractor-trailer, it's much different. Pretty true that for every 10 miles an hour, it will take you a little bit more than one second to stop. So. It can take a truck seven to eight to nine seconds to stop at a highway speed. And guess how far the truck will travel in that time? 700 feet. And I know this from experience. And I've been caught with an emergency stop situation. Gary has actually put this to a test by programming his GPS to drop virtual breadcrumbs as he drives. I had a program in my truck that tracked a breadcrumb every second. And I was going 45 miles an hour. I hit my brakes as quick as I could, and it took me 4.5 seconds to stop that truck, 450 feet. He also has a nice trick to make sure he leaves enough space in front of his truck. I have a little uh, sticker on my windshield, and I paced out 700 feet, and that I use like a sight line to keep that open space that I have to manage in front of my truck. Meaning, if he can see a car below that sticker on the windshield... He needs to back off and leave more space. No one else is going to manage that space in front of my truck, and that's the most important space for me to be safe. Of course, what Gary can't control is what the other cars and trucks do around him. And this is where the driver's ed portion of the episode comes in. There's another trick Gary taught me that in retrospect seems obvious, but it's something that I've found few of my friends or family members ever do. It has to do with how you pass a truck. Everyone wants to drive faster than a truck. They want to be in front. They can't see around the truck well. But think about, do I really need to pass? And if we're going to pass, try to avoid passing on the right side. Because that's where we have uh, the most trouble seeing other vehicles and people. That's the first part. But say you've decided to pass, and you're doing it on the left side, like he said, then what? Here's my suggestion. It's pretty simple. When you get to the front of the truck, when you're beside that front tire, that steer tire, if you're going to change lanes to the right in front of the truck, put your turn signal on to the right, indicate to everyone around you that that's your intention. Proceed forward. Don't pull in right away. Proceed forward when you can see the full front of the truck in your rearview mirror looking out the back window. You're about 100 feet in front of a truck generally by then. Then slowly begin to come over. Okay, got that? Don't start the merge before you can at least see the whole truck in the rearview mirror. Speed and spacing. You have to be aware of those things. And it's a constant adjustment. Before I met Gary, I'd never used this particular tactic of signaling well before I actually changed lanes. And the signaling is key because that's what tells the impatient driver on your back bumper to sit tight 
so they're not tempted to swing into the right lane too early to cut off the truck either. Thus, you can avoid yet another instance of the infuriating highway cutoff. It works. And those truckers watching it play out behind you, well, I know they'll thank you. One more thing a couple of you asked about. If a truck passes you, flash your headlights when the trailer clears your front bumper to let them know they've got room to come back over. Key thing here is to actually turn the lights on, then back off, or vice versa if it's nighttime. Just don't use those high beams. The Channel 19 Special is a feature of Over the Road from Radiotopia and Overdrive Magazine. It's produced by Ian Koss and myself, Todd Dills, with support from Lacey Roberts, Paul Marhofer, and Julie Shapiro. Since we talked to Gary for this edition, the owner-operator has sold his Freightliner and retired from the road, though he still keeps a wheel or two in the lane via one-on-one business coaching, mentoring those new to trucking or in need of a fresh start. You can find more of his insights via the Overdrive Extra Group blog, where he's a regular contributor. Find it at overdriveonline.com. Thanks also to the truckers whose voices you heard at the top. Tom Kirk, Devery Jones, Jason Earlywine, Tad Schultz, and Sue Weesey. Overdrive Radio is a production of Overdrive, the voice of the American trucker. It's edited and produced by me, Todd Dills, with additional support from Overdrive Extra contributing writer Paul Marhofer, Overdrive news editor Matt Cole, social media coordinator Holly Young, and executive editor Alex Lockie. Till next time, keep it pro out there.